Countries, like people, have names. Sometimes those names are long, and sometimes they have shorter versions for common use. There are some countries, however, that have multiple names, and the names can be radically different from each other. They might want everyone to call it by one name, or by a certain name in a certain language, but no one does. Why do some countries have multiple names, and does it really make a difference? Learn more about countries with confusing or multiple names on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I might as well start this discussion with my country, the United States. I previously did a full episode on the naming of the country and how some people wanted to call it something totally different, like Fredonia. What I want to talk about today is the use of the term Americans to discuss people from the United States. There are many people, often in South America, who bristle at the fact that Americans are called Americans and that the United States is called America, when there is an entire hemisphere called the Americas and there are two continents called North and South America. Why should the people in the United States get to hog the term? After all, there is no one country that gets to hog the term African, Asian, or European. This all goes back to the quirks of history and language. Very early when Europe, in particular Spain, was setting up colonies in the New World, the term America and Americans was used generically for kind of everything. Over time, individual colonies began to develop their own identities. In England, they referred to their colonies collectively as the American colonies, referring to the British colonies, not the colonies from other countries. When the United States became independent, the name they picked was the generic United States of America, and the demonym they selected was American. They were the first independent country in the Americas, so they just sort of got to pick first. And by the way, a demonym is a word used to describe people from a place, like Canadian, English, or German. Also, the new country wasn't a former colony, it was a collection of former colonies, so they couldn't use the established words such as Virginian, New Yorker, etc. As other colonies, primarily Spanish colonies, became independent, they tended to go with their colonial name. Also, there's literally only one country in the world with the word America in its name, and that is the United States of America. 
However, the U.S. isn't the only country with the words United States in its name. The official name of Mexico is Estados Unidos Mexicanos, or in English, the United States of Mexico. So, yeah, it might be a bit weird that one country calls itself after a whole continent, but it's just sort of one of those artifacts of history. However, there are some similar cases. People from the Central African Republic are formerly called Central Africans, which is also a terribly non-original name that could refer to people from outside that particular country. And the same is true with South Africa and South Africans. However, this is not even close to the most confusing names for people from countries. Probably the most confusing is what you call people from the Republic of Congo versus people from the Democratic Republic of Congo. People from the former country are known as Congolese, and people from the latter country are known as Congolese. I once met a man who was working for the United Nations when I visited East Timor. He said he was from the Congo. Almost the moment he said it, he knew what I was going to ask him, and he followed up with Congo Kinshasa. In addition to calling themselves the exact same thing, the capitals of the two countries are directly across the river from each other. It's normal to either refer to Congo Brazzaville, which is the Republic of Congo, or Congo Kinshasa, which is the larger Democratic Republic of Congo. This way of resolving the confusion is very similar to the solution used for the word Guinea, which is used in four different countries, three of which are in West Africa. During the age of colonization, there was French Guinea, Portuguese Guinea, and Spanish Guinea. The first and largest of the three countries to become independent was French Guinea. Because they got to pick first, they just went with the name Guinea. However, just as in the Congo, they were and often still are referenced by their capital and are informally called Guinea Conakry. Later, Portuguese Guinea formalized this naming convention and officially called themselves Guinea-Bissau, again named after their capital. And finally, Spanish Guinea went in an entirely different direction and called themselves Equatorial Guinea. People from Guinea are just called Guineans, and people from the other Guineas are called Bissau Guineans or Equatorial Guineans. Another odd naming scheme is that of Great Britain, which technically is not a country. The official name of the country is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Great Britain is actually the name of the island that contains three of the four constituent countries of the United Kingdom, England, Wales, and Scotland. People from the United Kingdom are called British, even though people from Northern Ireland do not actually live on the island of Great Britain. To make it even more confusing, if Scotland should ever become independent in the future, they would still, geographically at least, be British because they would still be on the island of Great Britain. Sometimes what we call a country is an issue of language. For example, have you ever found it odd that the Czech Republic is called the Czech Republic? The Republic part is kind of odd, and no other country in Europe uses it. They actually have requested that people not use the term Czech Republic anymore in English, but rather use the term Czechia. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense with respect to other European country naming conventions. Slovaks live in Slovakia. Slovenes live in Slovenia. Albanians live in Albania. Austrians live in Austria. So it should follow that Czechs would live in Czechia. Another country that formally changed its name is Myanmar. Myanmar used to be called Burma and the name was formally changed in 1989. However, both Myanmar and Burma are still used, and both are considered acceptable. Myanmar is more of a formal and literary word, and Burma is more informal. Some countries continue to call it Myanmar, and some continue to call it Burma. One of the big reasons for the change is that the Burmese people, which make up the majority of the people in the country, are not the only people in the country. Burmese are actually an ethnic group, but not everyone in Burma was Burmese. Likewise, the country of Iran used to be known as Persia. 
The name was changed in 1935. The name Iran was actually one which had been used internally going back to at least the 3rd century, and it was often spelled E-R-A-N. The word Persian is actually derived from Greek, and it's what's called an exonym. An exonym is a word used for a place by people who are not from that place. Iran is an endonym, meaning it's what the people who live in that place call that place. When the change was first made, Iran and Persia were used interchangeably, but over time, Iran has become standard, and now the word Persia is mostly relegated to historical empires. Speaking of exonyms and endonyms, the country which probably has the most is Germany. In German, the country is called Deutschland, which comes from the high German word die Utisk, which is derived from a word meaning folk. In English, we call the country Germany based on the Latin term Germania. In France and other Romance-speaking languages, the name of Germany comes from the Alemanni tribe. In Spanish, it's called Alemania. Other countries refer to Germany based on the Saxon tribe. In Finnish, Germany is known as Saxa. In Polish and other Slavic countries, the country is named after the Nemeti tribe. In Polish, which is right next door to Germany, the name is Niemce. Then there are still other countries that use a name based on Prussian. In Tahitian, for example, Germany is called Perutia. Place names are kind of weird, and I've only really scratched the surface. Once you start digging into the origins of names and how they've changed over time, you can actually get a much better understanding of how many of these places came to be. Everything Everywhere Daily is an Airwave Media Podcast. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. Today's review comes from listener HFG111 on Apple Podcasts in the United States. They write, an oasis of intelligence. I found myself wandering through a desert of mediocrity, searching for something to nourish my curious mind. As I crawled through the flotsam that is informational podcasts, I found the Everything Everywhere Oasis. In the last 10 weeks, I've listened to 200-plus episodes and enjoy being just a bit smarter every day. From a retired U.S. Army Chief Warrant Officer, I thank you. Keep it up. Airborne. A good show would be about the first airborne raid in history or the origins of the parachute. Well, thank you, HFG. I have parachutes on my ever-growing list of show ideas. I've actually done a bit of research on the topic, and it's one of those things where you really have to respect the first person who tried it. Remember, if you leave a review or send in a question, you too can have it read on the show.